Hello, I'm Jamshid Master, and this is the Music Transmission. Welcome to the show.、Uh, my guest this week is Dave the Bard, born in the rolling countryside of Red Ruth in Cornwall. Dave has spent a lifetime immersed in the world of Celtic mythology, folk music, and the complex stories woven into our nation's history. Of all the singers and performers I've encountered in my life, I think Dave is the、uh, the only one whose career who has that's grown completely organically, completely without self promotion or outside management. I've、uh, I've never known a performer so fully immersed in his physical and metaphorical world. There's a huge amount that other composers and musicians can learn from this. His success, as far as I can see, is down to all the work he does around his music, almost none of which is actually musical.、Uh, Dave leads the open ritual gatherings of the Anderida Gorseth up at the sacred site of the Long Man of Wilmington up in Sussex, down in Sussex, I should say. Which、uh, which celebrates the cycle of the seasons of the、uh, of the pagan calendar.、Uh, he also produces and presents the wonderful Druid Cast, the official podcast of the Order of Bards, Ovates, and Druids, the largest Druidic organization in the world. Poetry, song, stories, interviews with people involved in the Druid tradition, plus seasonal thoughts, explorations of Celtic mythology and history, reviews, essential listening for all things Druidic. Now, on top of that. Dave has also just released his、uh, his latest album,、uh, Mabinogi, the first branch.、Uh, it's a musical retelling of the first branch of the Mabinogion stories. And、uh, if you understand English and you don't know what the Mabinogion is, you need to. It's the earliest known prose stories of British literature, and for something written possibly around the twelfth or thirteenth century, it contains some pretty fabulous stuff:、uh, tales of monsters, betrayal, sex, drama. Philosophy, giants, romance, tragedy, fantasy, comedy—it's got it all. So,、uh, welcome to my guest this week, Dave the Bard. Thank you. <laughs>、uh, so, first of all,、uh, first of all, your name, Dave D A M H. It's pronounced Darv officially. Is that right? Yes. Am I right? Yeah. Yes. It's it's one of those mistakes. I think when people say, "Make sure that your name, if you're a performer, is instantly recognisable, <laughs> easily spelled, and、um, and all those things." This I got that name through、um, as my bardic name before all of my music、right. started to take off, and、um, it's a magical name. D A M H Darv is Gaelic for stag, right? And it was always the stag that was my.、Mm, I hate to use the term paranormal because that's a bit culturally、no, appreciated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it's that kind of thing. It's an animal that、yeah. is part of your soul that when it appears to you. Um, you know something important is about to happen, and that was always the stag for me. All right.、Um, yeah. So up, I took that. I looked up Dove in Gaelic,、um, and I came up with ox and also owen. Yes. Of all things. Yeah, I didn't so, know that at the time.、Right. Yeah. So so、uh, yes. So Dove means is is also ox and bard. Um, so you know, officially, I'm Bard the Bard. All right. <laughs> <laughs>、oh, But be... my given name is Dave. Dave.、Uh, David. Yeah, David. So I know, I, I, know, I, I know him as Dave. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. So I just, you, I just spelled Dave、uh, with an M H just to confuse people and make myself unsearchable on Google. <laughs> <laughs> 
try my name. <laughs> so, uh, so first of all, Celtic mythology um, and music. Was there ever a time in your life when you weren't immersed in the mist of Celtic myth and culture? Is it something that found you or something that you found or something that you were just born into? It's been a, a passion of mine all my life. Um, I was born in Cornwall and we were mo we moved to Sussex when I was very, very young. And as all of the kids at school used to say that they were born at Brighton Hospital or Sussex, la, 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 and I would say I was born in Redruth, right. it gave me a, a feeling of, of difference, of something else that I, I and I, I wanted to know more about where I came from and what made my bones and my teeth and everything. So I, we went back to Cornwall every year, pretty much when I was a child on right. holiday. And Cornwall, if you're not familiar with it, is a root of a foundation stone of mythology in this island. It's, uh, it's the far southwestern peninsula of the island. It's rooted in Arthurian stories, in stories of the, the fairy of this land, you know, the right. Spridgens, the Piskies, the, 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 the knockers who lived down on the old tin mines right. and everything. The whole landscape is is a magical landscape with more and crashing Atlantic waves and yeah. you know if you've seen pole dark you've seen the, yeah, the landscape there, about, there really so, is yeah. and 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 it's also a place that has tons of stone circles um, fugus they call them which are right. underground subterranean prehistoric chambers you know it's all there and 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 the, and the mythology and legends of Cornwall um, are very still very active and a part of that land and I think when I found out that I was Cornish by birth that inflamed that sort of love of mythology um, with me and oh lovely yeah and it was only later on that I found out that they were one of the sort of so-called Celtic nations yeah uh, along with Wales and Brittany and you yeah know. going for independence so, always has been. well yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um, so tell me about your music so First of all, your approach to songwriting. Um, I've just found you in the midst of starting yeah. to write a song. Um, how do you start to write? What's your method? How do you start the sort of magical ball of creativity? Do you have a set method every time that works for you? How do you do it? How do you start? Mostly, I always get the melody first. Right. Uh, I am a, a melody man okay. and a lyric person second. I love a good hook of a chorus that drags you in. Um, and that the melody then tells me what the song is about. Right. Um, so I will always just strum away on the guitar and, no and noodle away and just sing nonsense over the top of it. Ah, the you know, yeah. bell. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. But eventually, you'll get that melody that draws you in to the, to the to the tune of the song. So at the end of your latest album, there's a piece called Mother and the Mabon, mm -hmm. um, and it's got this lovely melody, which is yeah, da, 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 yeah. Da, 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 like that. Mm -hmm. um, and is that where you started with that Absolutely. song? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I literally um, got my keyboard here, mm -hmm. and I, 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 for that for the album, I did a course, an online course with Hans Zimmer. Oh wow! Um, the it's it's nothing. It wasn't a one to one thing, but it's, it. it's on a yeah. masterclass thing. And I I thought, well, I'm going to do that because he knows about oh, yeah. film scoring, and and I wanted that epic film scoring feel to it. And one of the things he said is that a melody of a film score must and should be play, be able to be played with one hand. Yeah. If you need two hands to play, it's too complicated, and and it's you're not going to be able to do anything above it. 
uh, it will draw people away from the action and everything else so uh, so literally I literally laid my hand upon the keyboard and that that tune came out straight away it's very simple yeah. you know and 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 it developed from there that's excellent me, yeah. well let's hear it so uh, this is uh, this is the first song of the podcast mother and the mabon from imabanogi which we'll talk a little bit more about later uh, by dave the bard is this really true can it be can it be i see in your eyes joy and sadness mother i never knew now i see now i see the torment and lies but now this madness is Then spoke Pendaran David, my father's druid. So I'm here with Dave the Bard, and I want to ask you about your uh, your music education. Were you ever taught how to write a song? Did you ever um, have someone sit down and tell you this is how songs work, this is how to write one, or did you sort of skive out of PE lessons and have yeah. music lessons instead, like the rest of us, and figure it out yourself? I, my music teacher at school was devastated when I didn't take music as an option right and the reason I didn't take a music as an option because at that time I was a complete and utter metalhead <laughs> and all they were teaching us about in music at school was classical music mm. and I was not at all interested in that I, I was interested in songs they weren't even teaching about the Beatles or any kind of contemporary music at that stage it's very different now but back yeah. then it was it was all piano and classical music so I didn't take music as an option my guitar teacher uh, I learned it, started learning the guitar when I was eight years old and my guitar teacher was an Irishman called Tim O'Leary I was his right. first student he was in his 20s fresh over here from Ireland um, and he couldn't read music right. he played completely by ear oh, interesting and so he couldn't teach me music he basically, I had a book with chord charts in it, mm -hmm. and he would sit down and say, here, Dave, I won't do an Irish accent and insult <laughs> or Irish, but he basically said, Dave, listen to this chord. This is a G, right? And he would play the G chord. Close your eyes, listen to G. Right, this is a C chord. Is that higher or lower than the G chord? 
Oh, it's yeah. It's, and, and and can you hear a relationship between the C and the G? And what about the D? Well, that's called a triad, and most yeah. of the songs in the world are written with those three chords. And so I just I, I kind of just gave up and thought, well, I don't seem to be doing that badly without it. Mm. And maybe that not knowing the rules yeah. sometimes is is uh, is a help. Yeah. When it comes to songwriting, I you come know? across so many different. Uh, Everyone has so many musicians have such a different relationship with reading music and mm. dots on the page. Mm. Um, I've got to a stage myself, for example, where uh, I my sight reading is shocking, mm. um, but I get by and I end up probably not overcompensating, but playing in a way that no one would want to transcribe that onto paper. It would be a mess. <laughs> So, uh, and I'm convinced Rachmaninoff had like 17 fingers. Well, yeah. And if you don't have at least that many, you're not going (laughs) to... But it's not obviously, you know. But it's, uh, yeah, yeah, everyone has such a different relationship with with the score, with the page. Mm. Um, So I've noticed, I want to go back to your melody form. Mm -hmm. Um, I've noticed you write in a form that's already quite familiar. The listener feels like they've already know the song, it's already within them. Mm. Um, it's a wonderful gift to be able to do that and yet tell the story that you want to tell at the same time. Um, I know you start. You said before you, you begin with the melody. Um, how do you, do you begin with a melody that always, already leans towards a story or a lyric that you want to tell or do you just apply lyrics to the melody yeah, and no, keep editing till they fit? I, I will sit down and noodle for a couple of hours and when I find a melody I'll record it on my iPhone. Right. Just on the on the memo pad, mm-hmm. and I'll just record it. At some point, that might come in useful. Yeah, uh, and that's what's happened with these Mabinogi albums is that I've been look, going back and listening to some of those tunes. Not the Mother and the Mabin, that one mm-hmm. came out from, as I said before, but a lot of the others came out from tunes that I had already written. You know, I'm sometimes even ten years ago. Right, and and I just go, that's the one. That's what that one's for. It, it you know, this I know the feeling that I want to get from the song it, it particularly in these albums and so I'll do that um, and then and then I'll try I'll get basically take that melody and then write the lyrics to the melody sometimes right. that melody may not have a chorus and I'll have to kind of fit that in and, and work that out um, there's only been two songs that I've written the lyrics first and I have to say they were I found it I found it easier to write the lyrics because I didn't have to fit them into yeah. a already existing melody. Yeah, um, use as many syllables as you like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just write the song, and it was quite freeing. But I didn't think they were my my best songs. You know, right. I think because because then I had to find a melody for them, and it didn't work for me as well that way. Yeah, around. so and I just went back to and getting the rhymes in the right place. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. So how do you? build from there you've got your melody mm-hmm. um you've noodled around and got something that feels like a structure of a song yeah um what's the next step well if it's for a regular album of songs and not the mabinogi albums mm-hmm. um i will listen to the song i will ask myself what does this make me feel what does it make me see where does it take me and then that journey may, you know, often leads me to the point where I, oh, that's what this song's about. Right. Um, and then I've got the theme. What I would then do is 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 get just get a sketch pad and just just brainstorm all of the topics that I want to cover in the song, all of the things I want to say, all of the 
the important points that I don't want to lead out, any kind of phrases that I think might work. Right. And, it, and it's just a very free-form kind of brainstorm. I don't criticise myself. I don't, you know, do any kind of um, censorship on any thoughts. I just get it all out on the page. Right. Then once I've got that, then, I've covered, I, then I kind of see what maybe the three or four verses will, will say. Mm. And you start to get the flow. And and what I found, and I, I think this might be the same with a lot of people, is when you when I start to write the song, I'm very literal. You know, I'm just writing in normal language. And then what I'll do is I'll write maybe three or four lines, and then I'll go, well, how can I say those lines in a more metaphorical, poetic manner? Right. So I'll take, um, uh, for instance, one of the songs that I'm writing right now. You know, I want Bran, who's who's the giant who is who is dying. Um, he sees his sister die of a broken heart, and and he 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 starts to cry. Bran. Right. So. So the giant is crying is what I might write down at first hand. However, Bran in in Welsh means raven or corvid. So I said, you know, um, our hopes and fears now flow upon the raven's tears. Yeah? Right. So you basically yeah. say the same thing, but you try and get all of the mundanity out of it yeah. and put it into a really so it's poetic, like a translation. emotional... Yeah, yeah it's you like, translate yeah. it into a, new, into a new language. Yeah. That was the next thing I wanted to ask you about. You have a... You've got a sort of... You've got a singing voice as a singer, and you have a musical voice as a musician. You also have a storytelling voice, which is something that a lot of performers don't have unless they're acting it. Mm. Um, it's a... What's the way best way to describe it? Probably best to listen to it. We'll, uh, we'll play some, uh, some more from the same album, um, and you can hear Dave's storytelling voice. And just as the air had stilled within the grove that day, many years before in Glenkeigh, so it did once more, there, on Gorseth Arbeth, as if the grey folk who lived under the hollow hills had been in wait for the moment my father sat there, watching the setting sun, and waiting to see if the legend held true, and a wonder would show itself. Well, a wonder did show itself indeed. Won't you come and walk with me on these hills, these hollow hills? Such a wonder there to see, so the story goes. So that was a little extract from uh, from a track called These Hollow Hills. Uh, tell me more about your yeah your storytelling voice. Okay, well I think I think that the kind of Training for that happened in 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 my work as a druid. Right. Um, the druid order teaches in three different schools or grades: the bard, ovate, and druid. And of course, the bard is the storyteller, the poet, performer. Mm-hmm. And I've always looked at performers. One of the things that really bugs me are performers that don't look at the audience, right? That, that, or they or, or wear sunglasses on stage because the eyes are such an important part of the connection between people. And so when I perform, I, I, I look at performers like Eddie Vedder and and some of the real, you know, the performers who hold an audience in their hand. And I think the training of the bard that I did within the Order of Bards, Ovates and Druids really helped with that because. Not only do they encourage you to look at this more metaphorical way of, of of using language, but they also encourage 
different voices exactly this mm. so you have the voice that you talk to your dog with yeah you have the voice that you talk to a friend with down the pub but then you also have a voice that you would talk publicly with mm. you you have a, a voice when when you when you're in front of people and you're trying to give something across you ha you you have to have and embody that certain amount of of confidence of people that you know what you're talking about so the people are out there feel safe yeah. in your hands and that is exactly the same kind of thing that happens up on the hill with the long man when we're holding ceremonies you know you want people to know that although we we have a joke yeah. they're in safe hands and they're going to be guided on, yeah. on, a, on a journey and and i think those years of holding open rituals of leading path working meditations all have helped with this idea of, of the storyteller yeah and it is a very very different skill to the to the, to oh, the yes. singer yeah um, it's, a, it's a very sort of measured and calm yeah. and clear and you've thought ahead and it gives the listener time to absorb it yeah at a sort of more uh, a more gentle pace a more acceptable pace when you yeah. can understand it clearer yeah and storytellers you know there are good ones and there are not so good ones and, and I, I've, I've I've been in the presence of, of a storyteller and stories are long mm. you know even a 10 minute story if it's not sold, told right will sound will feel like an hour <laughs> you know and so you know if you don't use your voice as an instrument mm. And if you can't tell the tale that, and, and draw people in at certain aspects with emphasis and things like that, you're going to lose them, you know. And, and I think that's, that's all part of the performer feeds that, the storyteller feeds the performer and all those kinds of things. So, yeah. All right. So back to uh, Mabinogi. The second branch, uh, which you haven't released yet, it gets quite dark. There's a mm. lot of fighting. Our heroine goes a bit Cinderella, has to pretend a starling to get a message to her man and rescue her from the kitchens of the castle where she's enslaved. Uh, but instead of a ball and a prince, there's a massive war. And without any giving, uh, without giving it all away, it comes down to just a couple of women left who have to repopulate Ireland all by themselves. Yeah, um, It's a bonkers story. The Mabinogian is full of bonkers stories, but amazing stuff. I know uh, you're probably, you're more comfortable with the sort of uplifting, lively stuff. Um, you're more comfortable having writing happy, lively songs, um, or is it the darker songs that sort of get you more? Where's your sort of comfort mm. zone? Oh, this is out of my comfort zone completely. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, if you listen to my songs, they are about community. They're mm. uplifting. They're they're about bringing people together. About looking forward positively. I mean, you know, not in some kind of new agey way, but in in a in a in a human kind of way. Mm. Um, and, I, and I'm, I'm a Gemini. I was born in, near the summer solstice. I love the sunshine. I don't like the winter. I don't like the dark. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm totally out of my comfort zone with this particular story. And that's been my biggest hurdle. Right. Is that I don't like fee making people feel sad. Yeah. But there's no escape from that with this album and i realized that and i just kind of you've just got to go for it you've got to go deep and if people are going to cry in this album listening to it because mm. of the sad the story is sad then they've got to feel it in the guts of this out as well because yeah. and 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 don't worry about not uh, worry about going there yeah. you know are you very aware that you're telling somebody else's story and not your own yeah that was the different thing um when i came to do to record these mabinogi albums I knew I wanted to include music, I knew I wanted to tell the story, but and I knew I wanted to include the latest research 
into what the tales mean because um, a lot of the a lot of the mystery is held in the old old language of Middle Welsh and what the Welsh words mean. And people have been like folk songs. People have been trying to find the pure version of the Mabinogi in right. history written down, but that's never where it was. It's all in the language. And um, and but but rather than just tell the story again like any other translation, I wanted a different angle. And the four branches, as they're called, the four branches are the Mabinogi is comes from the root word Mab, which means son of. So Mabinogi means the tale of the sacred youth or the tale of the sacred son, S O N. And the 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 one character that is in all four branches is is a character called Praderi. And he is the Mabon, he is the Mab, he is these are his tales. So I thought, well what if all of these stories are told with his voice? What would he say? And how what what twist would he put on the stories right. if he was to tell his own tale. So you've put yourself into one of the characters. I have. And yeah, and that's the, way, yeah. Uh, that's the way everything is written is through the viewpoint of Pradeli himself. Have you found that's given you uh, more of a voice, an easier voice to find? Definitely, it, because it makes it first person. Yeah. And that is always a really personal direct way of writing is like you know these are what I'm, this is what I'm feeling not someone observing what other people are feeling you're yeah. somewhere you're already something separate from that otherwise so yeah it makes a lot of difference so I want to play you another song from the same album Rhiannon am I pronouncing that right it's got it's awkward because it's Rhiannon it's kind Rhiannon. of so because there's an H in there yeah yeah and a sort of rolled R <laughs> and this is uh, this is the song with a sort of uh what would be called the credit number? No, the main title song. It kind of tells the story of, yeah. of, of the goddess Rhiannon and her tale. Lovely. So from uh, Imabinogi, stay with the bard with Rhiannon. High on a horse, a lady rides Through the fields and the meadows along the hillside A gentle pace, such grace in her stride Dressed in rich finery No one could catch her is what they say Until a young prince came riding that way For the sake of the one you love most I pray Wait and speak with me Oh, where are you going, my pretty young one? At the end of the day, neath the setting sun To meet with my husband is why I have come And it's you I have come to see advisors began to rebel 
When they saw the land with nowhere to tell, they told him to take a new wife. So I ask all my podcast guests the same questions at the end of the interview. It's a, a collection of answers that are becoming quite interesting. The question, first of all, how do you feel about change? Uh, do you like it? Do you hate it? How do you react to it? Um, answer freely, whatever comes oh, to okay. mind. Okay, all right. Well, it has, it, I've got to say, it depends what change. I like, I like things to remain stable. Mm-hmm. Um, I really quite liked how things were a few years back. It felt right. like we we were starting to 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 move in the right direction. Um, I don't like the change that has happened in the world over right. the last few years. Um, it that kind of change makes me feel very uncomfortable. Um, so yeah, yeah, it really depends on what the change is and also uh you can have three guests for your ultimate dinner party who are they going to be oh right jim morrison from the doors mm-hmm. i reckon he'd be a brilliant guest yeah depending on if you got to him before he was drunk yeah. or stone <laughs> <laughs> um from mythology i would have taliesin amazing the the primary chief bard of the island of britain and Oh, my word. John Denver. John Denver? John Denver. Is he a big influence on He's your, a big influence on my music. Might be, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think because he's, he's, he's a voice that I think was taken again, like Jim Morrison taken from us too early. Mm-hmm. I think he had a lot more songs in his soul. And I know he was a big advocate of the environment and, and the way he sings his songs. I mean, his voice. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah I just love to chew the fact that John always Denver. a thumping good story as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, every time. Yeah. All of the amazing yeah. songs. So Jim Morrison, Taliesin and John Denver. I reckon that'd be a damn good party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if anyone can get a word out. So uh, details of the Andorra de Gorseth uh, website can be found in the program notes for the podcast, uh, along with links of where you can find out more about all things pagan and, of course, Dave's music, the Druidcast podcast, and the, the vast array of other things he's uh, got one of his magical fingers in. But meanwhile, thank you very much, Dave, for uh, taking the time to chat with me today. It's been a pleasure. Thank Excellent. you. Thank you very much. Cheers. Carved into the land by an ancient hand, a story.